0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast Xenomorph is the one, the only.
0: Uh-huh. Travis Red, everybody move to the back of the bus at AT aliens,
1: AT aliens, yes, yeah, AT yeah. aliens. I didn't
0: know what to do for aliens. Do aliens make <laughs> I... a sound, Josh? Oh, oh, I think, that's, that's,
1: the yeah, like I think that's the only sound. Yeah, I think that's the only sound. Yeah, it's like is that drooling? weird
0: drooling? Should I just drool onto my laptop? Can you make
1: some acid melting sounds? That might work.
0: That's <laughs> my. <laughs> you want to hear my uh uh alien? You could
1: you could have do Gone like uh, ouch! It would have worked. Say, Different
0: You want to he, hear my alien Woody Allen? Uh, sure. Uh, they, 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 we, we mostly come at night, mostly. <laughs> That's so terrible. <laughs> can i start off by oh. apologizing for our sound setup today uh, my m track decided to go out on me so josh and i are doing this old school like 2016 style where i'm recording onto my computer and we're going through skype which we haven't gone Dude, through in a long time
1: we're just gonna skype the shit out of this it's okay it's, we're good it's,
0: i think it's gonna hold on I, you know what i bet I be fine. skype has like updated their process since last Maybe. time we used it you know what skype good on you yeah i put myself in your hands so on the Comic Exposure Podcast,
1: Travis and I delve deep into a comic book on an episode such as this, the Comic Book Club. And Travis and I, uh, I found, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd been meaning to read this book for a while uh, just because it seemed like a fun, quick, it's a beautiful, quick summer read, Travis. I would say, like, you just finished your school year. I finished mine about two weeks ago. Oh, I got
0: one more week left. Yeah, one more week them. left.
1: Okay, Travis got one more week
0: left. Uh, your kids
1: graduate a week before school ends.
0: The seniors do, yeah. And then I, wow. I sludge back to work and deal with finals. That, that sucks. So, anyways, uh, this is I think what we're
1: reading today on the Comic Exposure Podcast is a. It, it seemed to me like a beautiful summer read, like a like a good, like a good gnarly, quick summer, ugly, down and dirty read, and so. We are reading Aliens Dead Orbit out on Dark 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 Horse Comics. Uh, everything in this book done by James Stoko. That's the art, impressive. The lettering, yeah. the story, the whole thing done by James Stoko. And I think that's how you say his last name. I'm going to I'm going to own it. I'm going to say that's how you do it. And so Travis and I I, I read this and it plays in well cuz Travis a couple episodes ago, you and I were talking about uh, if we could take a franchise. Mm-hmm. A comic book franchise and turn it into a television show, right? Yep. Uh, I went out on a limb, and although Aliens is not a true comic book franchise, there is a ton of Alien comic book out there, and that was my choice. So we're reading this one today, and I have a, I got a question for you to start off with, Travis. Before we dive, before we dive into this book, before we dive headlong into this into this book, Alien. Or Aliens? What's your flavor of Alien movie?
0: Alien or Aliens? I want, I want to be the person who likes Alien more. I want but to be not. that person. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I like aliens better, and I think this is a conversation we're going to get into because right. one of the reasons that I was excited to read this book, and I actually read two alien books uh, over the last two weeks, Josh. Oh. I read Mike Magnolia and Dave Gibbons' Salvation and huh? Dead Orbit. I overachieved, brother. I'm going to have to ask you should
1: I go read that because uh, the Magnolia one sounds good. Uh, yeah, you want to see
0: Magnolia Hellboy, Artist, draw a freaking Xenomorph? Bro? I do, actually. I do. Actually. <laughs> you want to see him draw a xenomorph, bro?
1: <laughs> Here's what I want to know. I just left a wrestling show, and I feel like you've taken on this wrestling persona I right I now. Have, I've
0: taken on the wrestling. I'm I'm gonna be Macho Man Woody Allen. That is for the rest a of the
1: beautiful, yeah. a beautiful xenomorph on the on the cover of
0: that. That's uh, not what we're talking about there. today. No, but it did. It did make me think about there are really two alien stories that you can like that have been told with aliens. Right. There's the claustrophobic haunted house one, which is very right. much alien and very much dead orbit, and then there's the aliens, the um, Wrigley Scott or James Cameron uh, aliens blow everything up, where it's like guns trooper, blazing. It's more like Starship Troopers than it is like a horror movie. It's it's action right. more than it is horror. So right. what about sci-fi
1: you? action, not sci-fi horror. What's your I, preference? A, alien is is my is my preferred. Alien versus Aliens. I'm gonna go Alien, and not because expert. I want to be that You're person, but because expert. I love I love the mood that that movie gets you in. Uh, and there's a video game. Uh, for the Xbox, which is an is which is ail it is it is purely an alien video game and not an aliens video game. And you don't see a xenomorph forever, but it is scary as hell because you think they're everywhere and it's dark everywhere and every noise you think you hear is like oh shit, it's gonna come and get me. And like it's not once you see them, it's not about killing them because you can't kill them. It's about hiding from them oh, you and can't avoiding kill them in that. the video game you can but it's super hard to kill them in the video game so like you have to hide from them like go into air ducts and oh. find
0: your way around you gotta you gotta nude it up you gotta you be gotta like newt. you gotta <laughs> nude it. it up that, i believe up. that don't that, don't that game that. is called uh duke newtum it is it is it is yeah, yeah. so bad bad joke so <laughs> here
1: so <laughs> Why aliens instead of alien, Travis? Why why the why the action shoot 'em up? What, what what does that for you?
0: So I I think that uh, James Cameron did that really well. I re I just love the I saw aliens before I saw alien. I don't. Yeah. I, I bet for I people think so of too. our generation, I bet that was the case. Um, yeah, and. I just I remember seeing it, and at that age, I love the fact that it was soldiers. I love game over, man, game over, game over. Um, I love the fact that we have a kid as our entree, entree into this world. Um, (laughs) I love the fact that there's a we get that Queen Alien, and there's it's just, uh, yeah, I I like Alien. Don't get me wrong. And in fact, after this couple weeks read. I prefer in comics the alien story as opposed to the alien story. And when you okay. read the back when you read the extras in this comic yeah. Dead Orbit, you realize this was a real dilemma for him. Uh it was a real dilemma for what's our boy
1: uh, Stoko. So his his original pitch, it talks about James Stoko's original pitch was to um was to really just like go all out alien, right? Like that's his aliens. original pitch. It was aliens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a giant commando thing. And so let's, let's save that piece for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. for the end of it. I kind I want to kind of dive. I, I want to kind of spend some time with this one. I think you and I have talked about this before that we're not giant horror fans, right? Nothing about you or I enjoys being scared. Yeah. It's not, it's not something I'm into. Not really a big fan of it. Mm hmm. But we've read some good horror comics that I'm a fan of. This is not quite a horror comic, but it does set – oh, actually it might be. What, would, you call, would you I call think this it's a, a horror comic? I think it's comic? a
0: horror – I think it's that well, – well, I think this is a genre in itself. The yeah. space haunted house movie has become a genre in itself. And Alien might have started it off. And then you see it with Event Horizon, right. um Sunshine, uh, uh there's there's it's there's enough of them out there where it's yeah. become its own genre, I think. Yeah. The and so what do you think about Outer Space that is such a great environment for suspense horror. Like, what do you think the ingredients are where people keep keep going back to this well? Well, you can't escape, right? Like, you can't just go outside of the ship
1: because you'll die. I also also heard no one can hear you scream. That's what I've heard, too. Uh, And also, if you want to leave the ship, let's say you want to leave the ship, there's a whole bunch of things you have to have in place to do that. So you can limit your hero in a ton of different ways, right? You can say, hero, you can leave the ship, but you've only got three minutes of air, right? right. Or hero, you can leave the ship, uh, but you're, maybe your magnetic boots won't work, right? You, right. Can, yeah. you can limit all this stuff to make, you can ratchet up the tension in a different way than, say, like so have you, I know you're not a big video game guy, but you ever played Resident Evil? No. So like the original, the original Resident Evil, all <laughs> takes it all takes place in a mansion, right? It's yeah, well, a true, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a true haunted house, yeah. right? And and in reality, if you're really playing that game, you just break through the window and jump the damn fence, right? right. Like that's all it is, and you get away from the monster, right? Or I believe the, it the
0: if it hits- hits up up. Down, down, left, right, left, left right, right, A B, left, right. A, B. Yeah. You can just jump out of the window in that game. You, you can.
1: Uh, but in outer space, or if you look at something like uh the abyss, right? Yes. Like something something that takes place underwater. There's no place for you to go. Because the environment outside of the locked room is immediate not, death
0: as opposed yeah, a, to impending death.
1: Right, right. And so y- The horror inside the container is bad, but you can't easily flee it. There's no way for you to truly escape it. Like in any Jason movie, right? Like they run upstairs. Don't fucking run upstairs. Go outside and run away. Yeah. Right. We have to make them do something dumb in a normal horror movie to ratchet up the tension. Right. In outer space the environment ratches up the tension for you. Right. And I think we this James Stokoe does a really good job continually kind of ratcheting up the tension a little bit in this in this story mm-hmm. uh, in Dead Orbit because we get one of the things I think is cool is it goes back and forth, right? right? between stru- like narrative
0: structure, yeah.
1: You know, the the original event and then our, our character was Luski was so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He, he's, you know, he's the only one left, and so we see uh, it go back and forth, like how he gets where he's at, and then where he is currently, and that tension gets ratcheted up. And I think you can, I think that's something that you can truly do in this sort of a locked room in outer space.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And so you were talking about um, uh, Soko does this really well. So what do you yeah. think he? he taps into. So like, for example, well, Josh, can you give us like a summary? Yeah. It, it won't take very sure. long to get yeah, a summary this, of this book. So like
1: every alien or aliens franchise, um, there is a, a, a stranded ship, right? That, so they are, they are, you've got a group of people who man this, uh, uh what's the name of the, the space company, Oh, an alien thing! Wayland, Wayland, Utani, and and so they're on this. Uh, they are on a a space station called the Specteria, and uh, they get an incoming call. They get they find a a distress signal that they can't understand what's coming from it uh, from a ship, and so what do they do? You have to go right. Like yeah. that's. That's That's a
0: distress signal, brother.
1: That's space call, right? Like space law is you can't leave someone out there to die. So they go, they check it out. They find some bodies. Of course, something happens. They have to bring those bodies back on their ship. And we'll talk about specifically what that is because it's fucking gross and it's great. Oh, I know. And they, they bring those bodies back on the ship. Oh, guess what? There's an alien in them. Locked room begins. We're left with one guy who needs to find a way out.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about in your summary, you did that was a really good summary of this. Uh by the way. Um I was thinking about it and you could easily replace that story with a bunch of explorers get on a ship, cross the ocean and come across another ship or right. come across a mysterious island. I think the alien alien franchise taps into this explorer unknown aspect of human nature where right. we we have this desire to get out there into the unknown but at the same time you have these monsters it's the monsters at the edge of the world the monsters at the end of the map and i feel that man alien the alien franchise was the first franchise that i can remember that makes Aliens like this—you had a bunch of sci-fi stuff in the you know 40s and 50s, like Forbidden Planet and stuff like that, where they had like some oh, "we come to kill yeah. you." But this is the first time that I feel like the monsters in Alien, R- Wrigley Scott's Alien and Geiger Geiger is um, yeah. uh, illustrations and artwork really captures. The in industry industrialness of the human spirit, even with its in- industrial art, like everything yeah. is, uh, and then we put monsters in. I it's just I've been obsessed with Alien since I started reading this, uh, and then I've been going into. <laughs> I re- I really wanted to rewatch Alien, but I'm just like, wow, this franchise I think is a little bit underrated.
1: Oh, it's it, so I think it's because they made too many and then they don't they stop being as good. Right. And and a lot of it goes into, well, I'm going to do this giant world building as opposed to just I don't. So the best part about this is there's no world building. Right. They don't have to tell you why they're on this ship or what's going on or what this ship does. You just know that shit's going to happen. Right. And so even the characters don't matter. Right. You only really like they Two names very kept,
0: forgettable. Yeah.
1: Right. Two names keep popping up. Rook, who dies right away, right? Because he's the communication guy. And then Wazlewski, who is our main character, right? Everybody else is pretty much a throwaway in this, uh, truly, right? Um, because they all end up dying. And and there's just something about I'm I'm telling this sort of it, this tense, intense tale that is like it, one outer space is scary right the environ is scary yeah then you throw in oh shit there's a monster right it could just like the the just think apollo 13 is scary enough right like the fact that these dudes are in outer space and their spaceship breaks down and they have to find a way to fix it is scary enough but then you throw a freaking alien in there right and it gets it, like you ratchet it up that it gets even worse this could have just been like they all get sick and die and he's the last one or they got hit by an asteroid and he's the one who's left to try to survive, right? That would be a tense story anyways, but then you throw in this thing that can't be defeated, this sort of like this this version of evil. It's just it's this great way to do it. The only thing that's missing for me in this whole thing, the only thing that's missing for me is we don't see any face huggers. That's true. That's the only thing that's missing I for do me is it.
0: like a a good face there's, hugger.
1: There's no face hugger in this one. Uh, but everything else about the alien the the alien franchises in here, right? Like this ship looks old and like just shitty, right? Like It looks like it was slapped together from an old Apple II monitor and, like, whatever you (laughs) could find. My
0: favorite trope in here, everyone's chain-smoking. You know I love a good chain-smoking in my comics, Josh. And all these characters are just, like, lighting up on this spaceship. I'm like, that's so alien. That's just, like, so 1980s, you know? Yeah.
1: And then, like, of course, they all have, like, these giant spacesuits on, right? Like, the ones in the original movie and... It's, it's just, there's all these little bits that are really good. So I, I kinda like, let's talk really quick about the the narrative effect of going back and forth. Sometimes that can be confusing, especially in a comic if it's not clearly delineated. Um, and sometimes it it messes up with your flow of the story. But how did you feel that Stoko does that, that, that sort of trick um, that narrative trick in this book. How did you feel about his jumping back and forth?
0: yeah, the 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 narration jumping back and forth. one, they delineate it with it. like the first time they do it, they have a before. like it's right. it's it's big and in and bold on top of the page. So you're like, oh, right. we're going back in the flashback. now, what you what you lose is, when the story starts off, there's like one person on the spaceship and that may or may not hold to the end. But, um, so you know that everyone you meet in these flashbacks is going to perish, die, but it's aliens. So, you know, that kind of anyway. So that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is to build tension. And I think it's a good way. I, I actually, I like it. I think, I the other option would be to tear, tell this story, linearly, right? Yeah, and uh, I I don't think you would lose too much telling it linear. Uh, I think it just adds to the air of suspense a little bit. I I don't think it's this giant, um, profound device that he uses in here, but I, I I do think it adds to the tension and the atmosphere. Of we've this guy, you know, we see him. He's chain smoking. He's looking at this dilapidated ship, and we're like, okay, what happened? And then we get to see right. it. So I, I don't think it's any kind of mind blowing device, uh, but I don't think it hurts the story. I think it only helps. I,
1: I really do like I. So the only time we get that thing where it says before, it, that's the only time we're actually. Verbally cued in that there's a change. Every other time, James Stokoe does it with like a, a an interesting like visual way to show the switch, right? And it always has something to do with like this guy's face and the transition from you know the station before is pristine. There's no shrapnel. There's nothing floating around it. But then the next time you see it, you know it's back to the it's back to the present because there's just shit all floating all around the 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 space station and then you see it switch to him being stuck there's one point where he's captured by the aliens he's in that weird crap that the aliens put up on the walls and stuff like that and so you see the transfer to that so he does a really interesting way of like doing the transition from one to another right you really get to see him go back and forth
0: i think a lot of other artists comic book artists the way they deal with flashbacks is to change the coloring slightly. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't do that. And I'm like, oh, that okay. That's that's nice to see that you trust your storytelling uh, and the details in in the story to tell that's a flashback. You don't have to di- mute the colors for one uh, time or another. You don't have to go black and white. It's he does it all with visual cues as opposed right. to coloring. And I think that's confidence in his cause he wrote he wrote and drew this. It's confidence right. in his ability. Like I can make the change with only one demarcation and then the visual cues will tell the rest. That's an impressive kind of like confidence in your own abilities there, I think.
1: Right. And I think the other thing that I think that's part of the reason why you go one character at the end right so you can clearly go well now you know it's this piece because there's only one guy here you're right right? that's a good point so that's that's the other piece of him being able to do that flashback is because whenever you see him well for the most part when you see him interact with other people it's the past right not always not not when you get to the end of the story but um up until that point that back and forth is really like he's alone he's not alone right um I I really sort of. What did you think of the use of? How, how did? What did you think about the how the aliens got on the ship? Because that's always something, right? Like how do we how do we find the alien? What did you think of like the sort of path that that takes?
0: Well, yeah, cryogenics—that's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the or sleeping not, chambers. Not, it's not no. cryogenics, but it's. It, no. uh, Maybe they call it cryo sleep. I don't know cryo sleep yeah. or something like that. This is a major trope in the aliens franchise, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, and I've just accepted it as a, a trope in science fiction at this point. And so he very much uses that. They, they, there's a mis- mysterious ship, as you said. They go on to it, and I thought that was one of the really kind of cool original things on this. Is they find these people in a cryo chamber. And they're trying to rig, ghetto rig the chamber so it will open up because power is not going to it. Right. And in doing so, they horribly burn and disfigure the humans that were in there. So they have to bring them on their ship
1: to save them, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: And I I think that's, I think that's great because if if those chambers had opened up, then you maybe could have been, you could have heard their story. Um, They could have given you the warning. They could have told you everything. But the storytelling device of like, hey, we got to save these people. Oops, we fucked up. But our fuck up, we prohibited them from speaking and telling their story, which could have saved a lot of lives.
1: And I do love the one line, like, did you get anything from him? And he's like, he doesn't even have lips. What did yeah. you like? <laughs> that was a really <laughs>
0: cool line on there. And then you're looking at the art, you're like, he doesn't have lips. Yeah. And it also allowed you to have another monster in the story besides right. the xenomorph. Because right. the art on these skinned human oh, beings man. is it's, terrifying.
1: It is so good, though. Oh, man. Because I like James Stokos. like, I can draw some gross stuff. I can draw. I can draw some gross stuff. You want me to draw some gross stuff? OK, I'll do it. Here is someone with no skin and it's all muscle. And like it's more muscles than people actually have. It's just it is so gross looking. Uh, but it allows him, like you said, it allows him to like create this other threat on the ship. Right. Right. It is uh, very but we much, when we've
0: we... seen this before, like, I don't know, you ever see that movie Sunrise, Alex Garland's huh. Sunrise? Yeah, there's like, there's a burned person on that too, and it very much reminded me of the disfigured uh, space, as Ren and Stimpy would say, space madness. <laughs> the yeah, space yeah. madness, because uh, there's this idea of when you're in space, it's much easier to go insane, especially if you've survived a severe burning and an alien attack. Right yeah what, 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 what so he does the introduction of the monster well what else does he do well in this in your opinion i
1: really there was the first time that you see the alien and you do see the alien pretty quickly in the first episode or the first episode the first issue right but the thing that i really enjoyed about it is like he tricks you into thinking you're not going to see it right away and then he goes fooled you it's right here right because he does that little game where um wasleski or waslewski's by himself and um he is uh you kind of see him and he thinks he sees the monster through the through like a hole in the wall right and so you're like oh man It's already there, right there. And then he gets closer, and you notice it's just like an air duct and some machinery in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool way to do it. And then he scares you again with something that's not scary, right? And you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. James, you're going to play this game with me. I'm not going to see the alien. You're just going to mess with me for a long time. And then, boom, you get a full-page spread of the xenomorph coming out of the smoke uh, or the steam or whatever it (coughs) is. And it is great. Like, I thought that that version of, <laughs> oh, here's I mean, the alien. No, wait a minute. That's not it. You're not going to see it for a long time. And then, like, nope, fooled you. Here it is, <laughs> right? It was kind of a good way to do it because you're waiting. To, like, why else do you get an Jaws, alien? Book?
0: It's the Jaws thing. I mean, and that's what they did in the first Alien and not so much in these other parts of the right. franchise um, because people want to see the monster you Right. Know? once well, you've seen it. Yeah.
1: Why do you get an alien book? Right. Like, yeah. why do you why would you go buy an alien comic book? Because you want to see someone what their version of the xenomorph looks like. Right. You want to see them draw it. You want to see it. And so I thought it was a fun way for in just like one, two, three, in like four pages for Stoko to go. Here's your alien. I'm going to show it to you. Nope. I'm pulling it away. I'm just joking. And so your mind game goes like, oh, this is the story it's going to be.
0: Well, yeah, because you're going to mess, the Xeno, and then boom, hits you again with yeah, it. The Xenomorph, it's it's crazy how much this has taken off. And I want to ask you a question. Can you yeah. think of any monster in the last 50 years, new monster, not the classic Wolfman, stuff like yeah. that, we'll say last 40 years, that is more iconic than the Xenomorph?
1: I think the only the only other thing you get is the predator. Right. And yeah, yeah
0: but yeah. not as but like. But I think I not, think I think Xenomorph Trump's predator yeah, in a lot yeah, of no, people's eyes. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. But those are the only two modern. Yeah, modern horror mo- monsters. monsters. Right? and And the way you can use a vampire to tell a million different stories over the yeah. last, you know, 40 40 years, Jesus. Um, Over the last 40 years, different storytellers have used these Xenomorphs to tell different stories. Like, for example, in looking at a bunch of the, uh, I looked up top 10 alien comic stories. And that's where I picked the Magnolia one because that was like in the number one, two, or three. Um, But a lot of them had to deal with um, the some, some sort of gland in the xenomorph is you can use it. It becomes a steroid. And so people are going and harvesting this, you know, stuff from aliens. So, and it becomes an allegory for something very different Mm. and just like vampires and werewolves and mummies, all of a sudden, xenomorphs have been around long enough where they're not just xenomorphs in the alien franchise. They become a larger monster for you to tell your allegory with. But what right. Soko does here is, I feel like he just takes it back to the roots. I think you're right. That takes it back to the roots.
1: I mean, he's like, I'm just going to tell you a story that's suspenseful, that's scary, that's gross. Like, that's what I want to do. And that's right? on and he,
0: formula for the original of the genre. Right. You know? And I think the only thing he
1: does differently is he ratchets up the horror just a little bit more because you've got these disfigured bodies. Right. And so the scene when we first see the chest buster, right, when you first see the chest buster come out of this disfigured skin burnt like steam burned off body right that is so gross it is like a million times worse right it is so it's so good um and it's it's epically disgusting it would be gross if it came out of a person but it's even more disgusting because it comes out of this chest buster and like the 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 body like even closes its teeth so hard while this is going on that its teeth shoot out of its mouth. Right. Like the, the deformed body. Um, and Meanwhile, I love that they were
0: te- the, the teeth of the alien are like curled into like, almost like a mis- like mischievous smile, this malicious smile where it's just like, Aah!
1: right. And I think the other thing that's cool, like everybody, so uh, every alien movie gets to play with what the Xenomorph is. Right. Like, uh, is it Alien 3, Aliens 3, where it's a dog? dog. yeah, yeah. Where they do the dog one. Um, so I, there's all of these, you get to do something, right? Aliens gets the queen. You get to throw in your own new kind of alien. Aliens, uh, Alien 3 has like the dog alien in it. You get to do something different every time. I think the interesting thing here that Stoko gets to do is the twin aliens. Yes. Right? Because each face hugger is in a, a twin, and so the two aliens are like the two like chest busters end up being like, oh hey, what's up, buddy? Right, like they talk to each other right away, and then they work in tandem in a different way that you don't see happen. And I think like Stoko gets to put his own little stamp on what kind of alien I'm going to create. Right. I'm going to, and that's I'm the fun do, part use,
0: about creating a, your own alien yeah. series.
1: I'm going to do I'm going to do twin
0: aliens. Yeah, in the thing, I, and maybe we can use this, use this to transition into art. But the thing, yeah. you're you're right. The best part about seeing someone's take on Alien is how they're going to do the Xenomorph. And what I love about Giger's design is the textures of it. You yeah. know, I what do you think an alien would feel like, Josh? Like if you have got to touch one, like like a, like a alligator in a zoo. Like what do you think? The texture it would, would be like, I think it would feel like a beetle, mm-hmm. like a beetle shell,
1: but maybe a little, little more, huh? But yeah, like, like, yeah, heavier and, or like, uh, like rubber.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. S- with like ooze on it. Right. Yeah, it's like, always like the light, hits it, it
0: weird. And it's, I, I'm always like, what it's, Giger created this, not just the monster, but textures to it. Yeah, it's got this yeah. foreign texture that I'm like, that's so alien in itself. Just the design, right. you're like, what, what would that feel like if it struck you? Is it light? Is it heavy? Is it slimy? Is it slick? Is it rubbery? I, I just love that about the Xenomorph design. I, I just really think it is one of the most brilliant monsters ever created, designed
1: right and like it's incredibly scary because it doesn't have eyes right and then it doesn't have lips it just has teeth right there's just like it has well i guess it has kind of lips um but it's this really i think that's what's scary too.
0: mechanical like yeah
1: you can't see where it's looking right so i think that's scary too you don't know what it's looking like that tail any extra mouth dude like I, he gets everything you want to have happen in this alien story, right? Like you have a dude's head busted in by the extra mouth thing. Snacks you get the chest through air ducts,
0: just yeah, just it's, like little alien paw, like T Rex hands coming down and snatching you from the from the ceiling. That's the yeah, that's what I I feel like he borrowed. Even you know he's doing Alien more than Aliens. I feel like the yeah. duck snatching and stuff like that. I feel like that's very Aliens. You know, where they're just in the walls and, like, skimming yeah. through the air ducts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I, I think he, I think, like, every little thing you want, right? There's an explosion. Well, how do I kill the alien? There's an oxygen tank that's going to hit him. And then, I like, liquid oxygen, I'm going to throw, you know, it's going to blow up. And so there's all these, like, cool, all those things that are in an alien movie, but Stoko gets to do it his own way, right? So let's talk art, my man. What did you think? of? So James Stokoe does all the work. He does the story, story the art, the, the lettering. What did you think about it all?
0: Well, the art kind of reminded me of a couple of things. One, okay. it reminds me a little bit of like French manga. Uh, okay, yeah. That kind of style that we saw uh, just a couple of issues ago with uh, Petite. Petite, yeah. But then also some um, Profit. Uh one of the artists on profit. Uh which yeah. one am I thinking of? I don't know if you remember uh, There's Three of yeah, them I on that trade that we ran. I can't
1: remember his name off the top of my head. But yeah. But uh, the
0: the, yeah. the details he crams into the panels remind me of that junky profit world in one of those yeah. artist books of, of Profit. Um and so definitely the eyes of the characters, which play a big role because everything else is like purples and 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 dark colors and the coloring except for the explosions. But then you have these large white manga-esque eyes that allow for the expression of horror in this book. And I was like, wow, these, like when these eyes open up, they are very, it's, manga eyes are very expressive. And it's, I'm not saying it's not cool on, you know, like, you
1: know,
0: it's not like, uh Pokemon or anything like that, but it is it d- did remind me of some of that um uh manga style. what about you
1: yeah it's uh Simon Roy is the guy who did the problem that I had to look it up really quick oh do so, you
0: agree it kind of as a little yeah bit no definitely
1: Roy- it so it's definitely uh indie right yeah it's definitely like an indie style you can tell that it borrows from manga you can tell it borrows from european comics right you can maybe borrow is not the right word, but you can tell that that's where its influences Influence by, lie, yeah. you know, not by, you know, house style, right? Um, I love how detailed parts of it are, right? Like the space junk, when you see it floating in space, there's a scene when, uh, when the first, when the alien is on the outside of the ship and he uh, gets kind of blasted a little bit and he's sort of melting away, right? Like his hands melting away. So there's like pieces of his body floating off into the atmosphere, pieces of the ship floating off into the atmosphere. There's a bunch of little things like that all over the place where it's just like so much little detail went into that page, into that image that it's super fun. You you see it a bunch of times. Uh, there's the the full – it's a double page spread when we see the inside of the alien sort of like place, right in that ship. And so you see Wozleski's kind of he's been he blacks out. They capture him. They put him into the wall, and then you see the inside. This double page spread. I think it's on the I have the digital version, uh, and it's on page fifty one of the digital version. It's like a double page spread, and there's just a ton of detail in it, and it's fantastic. Like it's just, you could just zoom in and see like how did he take all that time to draw all that machinery and all those like spines and, and texture right that that Geiger texture is is all over the place and Stokoe does a really great job of of giving you that texture.
0: Yeah, and it's very much of the genre. Like he's it's right. I, and I love I love junky sci-fi ships. I don't yeah. like the sleek sometimes Star Trek-esque ships of things. I like the old junk freighters. That's very much just like, we cobbled the ship together and threw it out into the, you know, uh, space. Yeah. And it's just floating around there, like just these good old junkers. Because it's more pirate-esque. Even the crew is very pirate-esque. You know, uh, right. very much like aliens. You have the bandana wearing, you know, it's just, uh, there's, it's, It's great. This story is is great. And the art is, I think, the story is, you're not, if you're an Alien fan, you're not seeing something new added very much to the chronological, yeah, the world. But the art is (laughs) more Alien than Alien, I want to say. Like, he, he does it almost better then it's this is like a really like a storyboard for a movie the way he writes it out, well, I think the other the piece of that too is there's not a ton of dialogue in
1: this, right? Like a lot of the story he's by himself mm-hmm. and where there is dialogue, the dialogue's like you're not getting anybody's character arc the This story is not to like learn something about characters, like you said earlier, it's not an allegory for anything, or at least doesn't feel like it yeah. is. And maybe it is and I missed it. But really, it's just like, I'm just going to tell a tenth story in outer space. Yep. So here we you go. Don't, I'm doing you don't it. really
0: care about the protagonist. His name is no. very forgettable. It's even like hard to recognize and pronounce when it's on there. All the other characters, I don't want to say are interchangeable, but they're kind of interchangeable. Like anyone yeah. on that ship could have been the hero if they just lasted longer. There's right. no and reason I- why this guy was the hero above everyone else.
1: No, and I think that that's, that's kind of the – if you're – it's – the reason to read this is for the art. Right. Right? And for the feeling of the story. Right. The art and the feeling of the story. Not, not the dialogue, not the lesson you learned, but the feeling of it and the, the art of it is what you're there for. The same reason you'd go back and watch Alien. Yeah, You're not going back and watching Alien because you, you want to learn something about yourself or you, you want you want to see this character's arc or anything like that. No, you just want to see the art of it and the feeling that it gives you. And that's very much what this does. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's like 111 pages, right? It's going to in the, the
0: shit. You can read it, it in a shit.
1: It's like the extra content is what gives it that, that extra page. The first time I read it, I read it in one night. Yeah, Like I, downloaded it, I downloaded it and downloaded it. I'm like, OK, I'm going to read a couple of this. And I was like. Oh, man, I'm almost done. Yeah. Right. So I finished it. And then I read it again last night just to kind of refresh myself because it had been I don't know, it had probably been about a month since I read it. And so I just literally read it again last night like that.
0: Yeah. And it's the same with Magnolia's Aliens um, Salvation. It, 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 it's even shorter than this, but it's one contained story. And I like how this genre is handling that. You know, there's no long like this is a sixty issue arc and it starts with this company and they have this, you know, four issues before they even get in a spaceship, and then, then we that's that's a different thing. It's not bad it's not bad. Yeah. Um nor is it the shoot 'em up, like and like coming in comms, get back up. We need you know, it's yeah. just I, I I think it's I, how would you, do you think this book sell? I don't know how success, I know critically, I think people enjoy this book as an indie book, but what do you think the success of something like this would be? I think, so here's a reason you buy a book like this and the same reason that Alien by
1: Magnolia probably does well is because who's the artist, right? Like I never would have read an Aliens comic book. I do. I wouldn't have picked one up if if I didn't like the artist. Right. If if I like I knew James Stoko is a great artist. I like his ability to tell us like I like that. So that's why I go read it. Right. Yeah. So stoko does a Godzilla one, too. Right. I think it's Godzilla in hell is the one that Stokoe does. And that really like why do I want to read that? I mean, I love Godzilla, but I don't know that I want to go like read a bunch of Godzilla comics, but. Why would I go pick that up? Is because the artist and the creative team on it, right? And I think that's why you read this. Yeah, I like. I imagine that this did better than probably a handful of other Alien titles that had been out. Mm-hmm. You know, Dark Horse cranks out. They they own these properties, right? Yeah. And so they crank out those books and they're made for people who love that universe and who are into that thing. But then something like this comes along with a creator and then you pull all these other people in to read it. Right. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think I would have enjoyed this if it was house style art. No, I don't know. It just would it wouldn't, have there wouldn't have been flat. a reason for it. Yeah,
1: the reason the reason why you like, look, why is Alien such a great movie? Because it, it looks like nothing up until that point. Right. Right it it it's the look of it and the feel of it and that's what you get from this and and that's why you read it so i i think i mean we're kind of getting the cart before the horse a little bit so let let's do this really quick before we do favorite panels who would you give this to who do you give this to um i mean because i i would totally say like i really liked it yeah i thought it was a great quick read and I think I would give it to someone who likes the alien movies. And I think I would give it to someone who likes art, who likes yeah. comic book art, right? But I don't know that I would say, like, you have to read this. The no. story's so good. Because that's not what it's about. It really is about, like, a showcase for his art.
0: Exactly. You said it perfectly. It seems like a cop out to say like, oh, I would give it to someone who likes aliens. That's that's a no brainer. Right. Like, definitely. Yeah. But I really like the books, the trades on my shelf that I can pick up and read really quickly and be like, oh, I remember that. That was a that was a real treat as opposed to like if I want to reread Why the Last Man, I'm like, "Okay, this is a month of reading in my free time. To, to get the feel of what's right. going on. And so people who like, you know, shelf books where you can, I would love this in hardcover, big, big print, so I can really oh, see Oh, man, oversized art. would yeah, be good. Yeah, yeah. Just, just as a, a piece rather than a story. I think this works as a piece of art more than it does as, like, a great story.
1: No, it's it's definitely like a comic book snack, right? Like yeah, it's definitely that's perfect. like that's perfect. oh, this is it's sugary, yep. it's good, it's it's that it's like that. Um, you, I wouldn't want to read, uh, sixty issues of this, right? Right, but this is like a good like, mm, give me that little story,
0: right? Well, like it's an it's, it's an amuse bouche to the aliens franchise. Like if they were right. to come out with an aliens movie this summer. I would probably pick this up again before and flip through it, and I would definitely buy a ticket because I already already want to rewatch some of these Alien movies based on having read this again and also the other piece I read.
1: I would tell you that this is what I wish the Alien movie was and not not the, oh, I'm going to build this giant story, and now you know where the xenomorphs come from. I don't care where they come from. Me either. I don't want to know. Yeah, because that that ruins the sort of like mystery of it, right? Like, you, I just want a, a, a tense story or the action packed shoot 'em up story that you get with this monster. Right. And you can tell your allegory or your tale with it. Or you could just give me a scary ass movie or a sweet action flick with it. Right. right. So you had mentioned this earlier. So I uh, do you, you want to talk about that before you want to talk about the other version of this or yeah, you want to do the other version? OK, I
0: have a question for you that you have to ask anytime you read something alien. Right? OK, so, so
1: um, the other at the very end of this Stoko gives you the black and white roughs. Of his original pitch to Dark Horse, right? His original pitch to Dark Horse is, um, is the aliens version, right? It is definitely a uh, oh crap, um, and it's like, it, what's the what's the alien or what's the zombie movie with, um, World War Z, right? Yeah. It is very much World War Z, hordes of
0: aliens drawn hordes into these of panels. Aliens.
1: Um, and essentially, it's a a labyrinth space station um, that is infested with aliens, and that these commandos go to, right? And when I say infested, there's this one page. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's like two dozen aliens in this one panel, right? So it it very much reminds me of uh, that World War Z. Oh my god, there's aliens everywhere. And I tell you what, that would have been a great freaking read too yeah. because it I it gives you the other flavor, right? Yep. It gives you like the other like, "Oh, you want the scary one? Here's that. Oh, here's the action-packed shit your pants, they're everywhere." One, right? Um <coughs> like and the jumps aren't because Oh my! Like the jump scare is, not oh my gosh, there it is! It's oh my gosh! How do they get away from this giant mass of yeah. aliens? um So I really, I'm, I'm kind of like, dude,
0: just do that! Yeah, I want right? to see like, like a double, double feature, baby!
1: Yeah, do that! Like really! Like what's the what you know like the 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 movies where you go like the double feature movies back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, like B Grindhouse! Yeah, 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 Grindhouse! Yeah. yeah. That would be, give it to me, right? Put them together. Give it's me one genre. giant... Uh, it's an adventure yeah. action genre as
0: opposed to the horror suspense. Right. And so what did you what did you think? What did you think of the pages I, that were in there? I, I I like them. I feel like that we're in for... I don't know if necessarily... I don't want to... If you're going to do that, though, I don't want it to be any longer than this story is. Oh, yeah. I don't sure. want to... I don't need to know, like, the backstory of the sergeants and stuff like that. I want to be thrown in media res, right in the middle of the action. I don't need to know how the troops got there, what's going on. I just need to see some big guns shooting down some Xenomorphs. That's right? all I want from my aliens, you know? Yeah. I like you, how
1: we, go ahead. I, what, there's like one little note at the bottom. He's like pencils for the original pitch. I had actually drawn most of this scene years and years ago as a personal fan comic, but ended up redrawing everything for the pitch because I can't stand the sight stand of old, old art. art. I saw that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like, no, dude, this is I did this. This is like a fan fiction thing yeah, I yeah. did back in the day. And I was like, oh, that's so good because it's his own love of it. Right. It's not like uh, here. We want you to do this. Um Please do it. Yeah, we Come got this property. We need,
0: we need to re put some life into it, or we we need to like like. Sometimes I feel like when someone has an IP, they have to constantly touch base with their fans, uh, yeah. regardless if if the story deserves to be told or not. And right. this didn't feel like that,
1: right? It, it it looked good. So, what's your question, sir? What's um, the thing? You have to aliens.
0: Ask? The, what we do with aliens is because it's now a monster of its own. We cross yeah. over. In fact, I have. When I was a kid, I still have it. So my favorite books: Batman versus Alien, the first trade. Great. <laughs> Batman comes across his hidden temple in the in the jungle, and he has to fucking uh, knock some a- xenomorph pe- noggin's together. You know, and it's it's, yeah. it's got suspense and it's scary. So what do you what do you cross aliens with?
1: Oh man, that's good. What do I cross aliens with? I think. I'd want to put aliens. um, The hard thing is like, I think the best part about aliens is it being in space. And although I like the idea of Batman, like running into them at some temple, like it's an, it's like a, it's it's like the Uber, it's the Uber predator, right? So if it's in some temple on earth, it should have already overrun us all and we should all be dead. Right. So I'm trying to think of like, what would I put into space? What property do you put into space? to do this. I got mine so,
0: if you if, if you need a moment to think. Uh, yeah, give me yours. I can't think of what I would throw into space. I put John McClane in space. <laughs> Die he's, Hard with you, aliens. You know he loves ducks. He loves air ducks. I yeah. feel like he's almost as well equipped to handle air duck maneuvers as um aliens are, you know? So yeah. I I could see them being like, come to space, have a few laughs, yes. and then like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he lights his little lighter, and then you see a xenomorph face just drooling with John yeah. McClane in uh, an air duct and some space station.
1: Um, is there a way to get the rock into outer space somehow? Like, I don't like I guess you could yeah. just put him in an alien movie, but I'm trying to think like what would be the can we do fast the fast and the furious in outer sure. space? Why not? And then and then Why give us there? some damn give us some damn aliens, right?
0: Yeah. Uh or I the rock in the Wrigley the, the machine. <laughs> the, they bring back yeah, the,
1: the big uh, construction machine.
0: XS or, skeleton.
1: Just for the silliness of it, uh Charlie Brown. Just <laughs> Just for the pure zaniness of like an Archie and Alien thing, Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I just think that would that would be kind of be funny. Yeah, right? man. Those uh, are good. I think we have some good yeah. ones. Yeah. So let's talk favorite panel, man. What's your favorite panel?
0: Scooby Doo could work too. Like they have to like
1: oh, the Xenomorph. Yeah. Scooby Doo would be perfect. Yikes!
0: Scoobs! Yikes! Scoobs! Like, <scoops>? like, <laughs> like a, a little face Scrappy. Hugger. Scrappy gets a face hugger. <laughs> to that might be good. It might be good. Yeah. Or
1: Doctor Who. Just throw Doctor Who in space, right? You, and, oh, that's
0: actually not bad. That's
1: I mean, he's always in space, but like have him land on a, uh, a dilapidated space station.
0: That's actually not bad
1: at all. Yeah. So, it's what's your favorite funny. panel, my man?
0: Um, my favorite panel. So many good ones, man. I read this digitally, and my favorite one digitally is on roughly page 92. It is when he's outside the spaceship. Uh, great climactic scene, Um, and he has separated himself from the alien, the ship, and he is lying on his back, just exhausted. And then you have a panel that's like him, uh, you know, just laid out, and then in that same panel, bleeding into it is a picture, close-up picture of his face. I just love that moment because it's just, just this great, like, Ugh, I defeated the alien I'm exhausted, but he's facing a much bigger threat at that moment of it's just this okay, you killed the alien great, but you've just cut off every ability for you to survive in space I,
1: I do love the like it starts with this clicking to. As- ticking clock and he's got four hours before the hull breach right that's right we didn't and talk about
0: he, that yeah the ticking yeah clock.
1: He, the ticking clock he finds himself he has four hours to get out before the hull, hull breach he manages to make it to the other like the other ship but then what does he find he has four hours left of oxygen right like this sort yeah. of like great like oh the story's not over right you, you give him this other thing is he going to die did he do all this work just to die again right um I think my favorite panel there's one there's so many good panels in here but one I was slipping through and I just really liked the image of it um he is in you know oh I don't know man I've got maybe I'm changing my mind in the middle of it all um where is it at the other my so there's one that I really liked and it is uh when he is where's oh uh he just got into the air like one of the airlocks is open and everything is getting sucked out. It's on page – digitally it's page 48. Uh, everything gets sucked out of the airlock and then like he manages to power his arm and shut it down. But his eyes are bulging out yeah. because – all and so like there's uh, – on the top right corner of page 48, his eyes are bulging out and he's grabbing at his throat and it reminds me of uh, – um total recall and i was like oh that's great i love yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's great it, like this very total recall thing but really man if and i know i'm i'm giving you two but if there were another one it would be uh the top of page um top panel page 22 when the melted skinless victim jumps out of the uh, thing and grabs him right, like it's so all great gross. Pages, those panels are so good. It's all disgusting and wonderful. Uh, so I like, I can't. I can't explain how like wonderful this was just to kind of like hang out in for like an hour, yeah. right, or however long it took me to read it, maybe forty-five minutes or something like that. Like just a like like you said, a little limouge bouge, a little yes, snack, exactly. a little a little like here's here's a like here's a sprinkle of alien on your day. Uh, it's super good, and I, I wish I kind of had a physical copy of it. So I, I could just, so just pull it off the shelf and be like, ooh, that looks good. Well, right. If
0: they, if they ever repackage it in some kind of like I don't know, I heard Dark Horse might be Oh no, it's Vertigo. Vertigo is Vertigo's dead, yeah, Vertigo's um, dead. But yeah, I, I would love it in like a nice little hardcover with some more of these extras in it. I would I would I would put down twenty twenty five for this book in that in that uh Yeah format so yeah dude, I, I had fun talking aliens with you man this yeah was fun. dude it was, it
1: was it was a good
0: time was, this was a good thing so, pick.
1: so uh, ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning to the podcast remember that you can find all of our old episodes wherever you get your podcasts at just look for uh all of our stuff uh on, whether it's itunes or i guess it's apple Podcasts now and you, you can find us on uh stitcher and all that stuff you, you can find the show uh you you can also go back into the archive on the website www.comicexposure.com You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure or on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure for all of your comic exposure needs. Uh, Really, guys, just just uh, thanks for tuning in, being with us. Remember, if you like the show, tell your friends, give us a a good rating on the on the Internet so that we can keep this thing going. Uh, And as always, if you want some comic exposure gear for the summer. You need that T-shirt. You're like, man, it's starting to get hot out. I usually wear turtlenecks all year, but now it's now it's T-shirt weather. Yeah. Uh, go to the threadless.com. Is it Comic Exposure? No, it's threadless.com/slash Comic Exposure, right? Yes. Yeah. So threadless.com/slash Comic Exposure, you can find yourself a T-shirt. Uh, get our logo on a bunch of stuff. You know what? You C- can cut do the it.
0: sleeves right off that bad boy. Yeah, cut the sleeves right I, off. We didn't put it in tank top because we're like, you know what? Sleeves. Yeah, sleeve. Cut it off yourself, man.
1: Yeah. Like. What's his name from uh, Boy Meets World? Just chop him right off. Corey the Matthews. Bro- Corey, no, the brother, <laughs> the older brother used to cut his sleeves off everything, right?
0: Hunter. That's Hunter? the other dude. No. Topanga. To Mr. Feeney. Yes. Mr. Feeney on, yeah, Mr. Mr. Feeney had cut off. Used to cut off
1: <laughs> Or was it on Blossom that the brother cut off? I think all
0: it of was Joey Lawrence on Blossom.
1: Yeah, Joey Lawrence on Blossom. Yeah, there yeah. Yeah. And Whoa. he used
0: to. Used him
1: as like a baseball war. Baseball That's battle.
0: my crossover. Blossom whoa. and Alien. Blossom <laughs> just, for that, just for that moment where we where Joey Lawrence sees the alien for the first time. Whoa, whoa. Perfect. Perfect.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, next up on the podcast, Travis and I uh, got a couple books that we're reading. Travis is like ending up his school year, he's got some traveling he's doing. Uh, But then we are, uh, let's see, our goal, let's see, we've got Middle West is on our list. Uh, Animal Man, Travis and I are going to do a a weird thing where we're going to go back and we're going to read the first volume of Animal Man by Grant Morrison and the new 52 version of Animal Man uh, by Jeff Lemire, one of my fave guys uh, and one of my fave writers. And so we're going to compare those two uh, in in a large Animal Man podcast just for just for S and G, just for little shits and giggles good, on there. I don't
0: know anything about Animal Man, so neither do
1: I, man. I didn't know anything about it. I went back and read that Grant Morrison one, and I was like, "Oh, I think this might be fun if we do both of these." I, I know, read the, I know the ending
0: is, is historic in that. I know, I know yeah, the yeah. ending, but yeah, yeah. So, Travis Rats,
1: anything Josh you want Butler.
0: to tell the audience? Anything you want to tell the audience before we're out of here? Audience, it's been a real pleasure as I announce my retirement. From this podcast, getting ready to go into the next podcast for another 200 episodes of Comic Exposure. (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next trade.